Please be aware that some of the themes discussed within this episode are quite emotional, and there will be some language intended for adults only. Hello, and welcome to the Pink Triangle Podcast, a new five-episode series brought to you by Pink Saltire, an LGBT plus charity in Scotland. Throughout this series, we'll be hearing the stories of many LGBT plus folk from across the country, including those that have moved to Scotland from elsewhere around the world. This podcast has been supported with funding by the Year of Stories 2022 Community Stories Fund, which is being delivered in partnership between Visit Scotland and Museums Galleries Scotland, with support from the National Lottery Heritage Fund. Welcome back. I'm your host, Rachel, and this week I spoke with Billy and Caitlin. Billy is originally from Grimsby and now lives in Gala Shields. My name is Billy Duffy. I, I identify as a transgender man. I'm 33 and I live in the Scottish Borders. Caitlin, like myself, is from West Yorkshire. She has also lived in New York and Belgium before settling in Scotland with her fiancé. My name is Caitlin. Um, I go by pronouns she, her. I am 36. I live in Scotland with my fiancé. I'm very much uh, into anything geek related. I'm very, very geeky. Uh, so I love my um, video games and I love uh, like movies, anime, anything Japanese, um, all of that sort of stuff. Um, so I identify as um, as as female very much so um for me um being trans is not necessarily a um a status that i particularly like and i know that that seems kind of contradictory i guess in some ways but for me i i like to i i, I do my best every day to basically look, identify, and, 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 and for the outside world, I am cis female. For me, it, it, it's about, you know, sort of embracing my femininity and um, who I am fully. Um, so, you know, very much identify as a woman, as female, uh, over say, I am a trans woman, if that makes sense. Billy had the feeling that he was different from quite a young age but it really changed for him when he went to high school. Kind of been from a very, a very young age because it kind of didn't feel that right that they were going, well, you're a girl. And I'm like, well, are you sure that I'm a girl? Mm. It just didn't sit, you know, I tried acting like a girl, being a girl, dressing like various different girls and nothing of it kind of seemed right. I think it was kind of when I got to high school because the sports are separated then and I was stuck in the girls locker room well the changing room and it was kind of embarrassing really to change in front of them and I just remember feeling you know I shouldn't really be in there Mm. I mean I was more comfortable with guys but I wasn't allowed to be in there either but it was just different. Caitlin on the other hand had quite a different experience. She explained to me that she hadn't felt different when she was growing up, and that had impacted on how she viewed her gender identity. It actually was quite late on. This was something that that, that um, 
I struggled with when I was first sort of um, coming to terms with my uh, gender identity was that I used to use this as an excuse as to the, one of the reasons why I can't be trans. And it was because, oh, when I was growing up and I was younger, I never felt different. I never sort of had these feelings when I was sort of growing up. You know, you hear a lot of stories of trans people like when, when they were very young and they're like, oh, you know, I, I liked what the girls liked if they're a trans woman, and like what the boys like, they're trans men, that kind of thing. I never had that. You know, my, my childhood growing up was, was, was pretty standard. Uh, for a boy growing up you know um, I was into football and um, you know sort of very sort of boy related things I guess (laughs) Uh, my sort of first indications were like when I was a teenager sort of going through puberty Um, whilst again it was pretty standard I used to have a lot of um, I used to have a lot of these thoughts and feelings about how I I used to feel jealous of the girls um, growing up and used to think, oh no, wouldn't it, you know? I sort of wouldn't it be cool to 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 sort of be uh, female and like sort of you know uh, go through that experience and stuff. And I, in in my head, for whatever reason, I thought you know, oh, this was something that most guys thought about. You know, <laughs> um, for some reason, you know, I just sort of yeah. passed it off, just like oh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone sort of had that sort of thought kind of thing. It wasn't until obviously years later I was like, okay, maybe not, you know. Um, and then looking back on that, you're like, okay, so that that was like first inklings of maybe, but I didn't sort of put two and two together back then. I just, you know, sort of passed it off yeah. as, you know, just um, weird thoughts and, and fantasies kind of. At first, Billy explored his sexual orientation, thinking that this was maybe the reason for why he felt different. His family had mixed responses to his coming out. I thought it was my sexuality at first, because Mm. I liked boys, I liked girls. But the school kids at school weren't very open to let you explore your sexuality because when they hinted that I could like girls that was it the whole bullying thing got worse mm. well my parents are both Christian so my, my dad was like you know if you want to be with a girl a woman then you can be but I may not go to the wedding my mum mm. was like why and I was like well when I was 15 <clears throat> and I told you I could be gay you said you still love me but so what's the problem now? And she went, well, you meant to know better by now. And I'm like, oh. So my mum was a bit disappointed. My sister said I couldn't be because I was part of a church and the rule was being gay is wrong. So I believe that rubbish. And my cousin wanted to know if I ever slept with a woman. And I was like, well, it's none of your business. <laughs> However, Billy's brother has always been supportive. My brother... Well, he doesn't care. We both have a love for women and different types of women. Caitlin began exploring her identity and sexuality during her 20s. However, it was also around this time that she felt the pressures of the heteronormative society that we live in. I sort of got in with a group of friends who were very open um, about that, which really sort of allowed me to explore. aspects of my gender and my sexuality which was fantastic um however um that's when kind of 
things took a bit of a, a, a downturn if that, in, a, in a way because I ended up um, in a relationship, uh, a very sort of heteronormal relationship um, with, with my ex. Um, and I basically fell into a pattern of this is what society expects of me. I kind of went from exploring who I was to like, oh, no, I, I have a partner now. We're going to have kids. I've got to do the whole kind of parent dad thing because that's what society expects of me. That's what my parents did. That's what their parents did. And I very much became a victim of society. And, and, and I ended up sort of in that space of like, I'm not really living my life. It's being lived for me kind of thing. Um, and that went on for like 10 years. I was, it was a, t- a 10 year relationship um during which time I I I had two beautiful children uh which I love um and 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 always will do uh they're, they're the world to me but it was about sort of five years into that relationship that I realized that I wasn't super happy um even though I didn't let it show I kind of hid everything it was difficult because like I, I still loved the person that I was with obviously I had my kids and I felt, you know, I felt like I had an obligation, obviously, to to be there for them and and sort of to be that role model, uh, that male role model for them in 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 their lives. And there was a lot of guilt that came along with that of me feeling like, no, I I can't explore this. I I, I it's too late for me, kind of thing. During this time, Caitlin was given the opportunity to move to New York for her career she began to feel more free to explore herself again and discover who she was. Even so, it still took her some time to understand where that path would eventually lead. During this response um, was was kind of the beginning of the transition, if that makes sense. Like, that was the moment where I realised that, hey, I'm finally free to be me. I'm finally free to live the life that I want to lead and, and actually live the life as uh, who I want to be. Um, I didn't really understand what that meant at the time. Yeah. I didn't realize where that was going to go. I just realized that the person that I'd been living for the last 10 years wasn't me. I was like, no, that is definitely not me. I don't know who I am, uh, but I'm going to explore this. And I've got the opportunity to eventually, uh, essentially like start again. So in the space of about a year, um, I went from basically being this very, very typical kind of heterosexual guy with a, with a, with a beard to this very effeminate um, guy, basically. Um, I, I didn't realise um, that I was trans at the time. I kind of realised I was gay. And I'd, knew, I'd known that for a while. So it's like, okay, I'm going to explore this. Um, so I really kind of went quite, quite sort of hard into that um, took a very sort of uh, sheer turn to the right as it were um, and uh, yeah sort of changed everything about myself I changed my style my dress um, like I say I, I, I worked out I became slimmer I started dressing far more effeminately um, I changed up my mannerisms um, uh, lots of things my, my bedroom at home basically grays and browns to pinks and purples <laughs> and and uh you know stuffed animals everywhere and and a very sort of a very 
girly bedroom basically you know and and because that's the things that I loved and it was always the things that I felt like I couldn't do or I couldn't express where you know in in the life that I was living before I could basically carried on this journey uh, I came out to my parents as gay they basically got off the train and they were like uh, yeah I, th- I, I think they're gay <laughs> <laughs> it, I wasn't I, I thought I was hiding it really well apparently I wasn't um, <laughs> But anyway, they, they were absolutely great with that. They were totally sort of fine. They were wonderful, which, you know, was was a really sort of nice yeah. experience. But for me, things kind of didn't stop there. They carried on going, you know, and, and, and I just became sort of more and more effeminate um, to the point where I started having these thoughts of like, hey, maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not just me being gay. Maybe it's it's something a lot more than that kind of thing, you know. Caitlin struggled with coming to terms with her gender identity. Her current fiancé helped her so much through this difficult time in her life. But that was that was a very that was a very difficult time. I kind of went from being very happy to being very, very depressed, feeling very trapped, very closed in again, as all of these sort of thoughts kind of came flooding in of like maybe you're trans and what and all of the sort of things that come along with that and and yeah I was in sort of a really bad space for for about sort of three four months feeling like that was was very very difficult um you know there were times where um you know I would be suffering horrendous uh body dysmorphia um you know I I I going to the bathroom and I just look in the mirror and I just break down crying um and going through this these really sort of heavy heavy depression states which were which which was really awful um and uh you know they were they were very much there to help me through it you know and um kind of help me come to the realization um I say realization I think at that point it was more like acceptance you know um it was like I think I'd already sort of known that I was trans but it was like feeling like that was was very very difficult um you know there were times where you know I would be suffering horrendous uh body dysmorphia um you know I I I'd go into the bathroom and I'd just look in the mirror and I just break down crying um and going through this these really sort of heavy heavy depression states which were which which was really awful um and uh you know they were they were very much there to help me through it you know and um kind of help me come to the realization um I say realization I think at that point it was more like acceptance How did you feel once you'd come out on Facebook and to your family as well? I felt kind of happier. I felt like I was get, taking a step forward, really. Hmm. I mean, I changed my name, I changed my pronouns, and I just felt happy hearing them. Billy has faced a considerable number of barriers when it comes to his health care as a transgender man. Yeah, my, do- my doctor wasn't very pleased about me coming out. Yeah, he was like, well, there are transgender women, but there are no such thing as transgender men. 
there was another doctor under him, so I started seeing her, and things were a bit better because mm. um, I wanted to be refer, referred to a gender clinic, and he said, okay, I'll do it. So I waited six months and <clears throat> checked with um, the second doctor I was seeing, and she told me he hadn't sent the referral. Mm. So she sent the referral, So, but he'd stopped the referral, and so I had to refer myself. Gosh, that's awful. When I asked about, you know, you know, when I asked the complaints department, you know, why was this happening with my with a the nurse? They were like, well, maybe he's testing you. And I'm like, testing me. They're like, well, yeah, to see if you're, you know, genuine. I'm like, well, that's wrong. Billy has faced a considerable number of barriers when it came to accessing his healthcare as a transgender man. I'm a bit of an introvert, really, but um, it's kind of weird because um, within my kids' school, they've kind of accepted that I'm Billy. I haven't had really much problems because, well, they're they're teaching LGBT at the school. They started doing that a few years ago. Hmm. There was a bit of a backlash, well, only by just like very, very small few voices about it. But this is like a community, this is a place where everyone kind of keeps themselves to themselves. I mean, everyone knows everyone. It's kind of really quiet here. Yeah. However, he has faced some negativity within his local community. He shared a story with me about when he tried to use the bathrooms in his local supermarket. I was told by the security, you know, you shouldn't be in here. And I was like, well, no, I asked the help desk if they were transgender friendly and they said yes mm. and then the help desk said that um I'd asked to go into the men's room so I could take my son to the toilet and I'm like I'm all by myself oh. so they were like well if you're going to use it use the disabled toilet I'm like but I'm not disabled Caitlin spoke to me about her feelings on gender presentation and how that impacts on members of the transgender community. I know a lot of trans women and trans men really struggle with with shedding a lot of that um, past self and this um, this 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 need to to pass in society. And I think that that really holds people back because. You know, I feel like you shouldn't need to pass, you know. You know, I feel that that is such a it's such a societal barrier that 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 you know it's like, oh, if, if you want to be taken seriously as uh, a trans woman, then then you need to look exactly like a woman should look and all of those sort of things, you know. And I think that's a, a real big issue uh at the moment because yeah, like I, I feel Gender can be expressed in, in, in multiple ways. And I feel just because, you know, you don't fit this stereotypical, you know, look that society has created, you, you somehow don't, you no longer qualify, you no longer allowed to call yourself a woman, call yourself a man, whatever, you know, which, um, you know, I think is a, is, a, is a really sort of difficult thing for a lot of uh, trans people to overcome. I asked Billy how he felt about passing and gender presentation and whether he felt the need to present as more masculine in order to be accepted. 
I kind of felt that way to begin with, mm. but I went to um, a TBA weekend. It was Trans Bear All. Mm. And I saw non-binaries, transgenders, and they dressed the way they wanted to. I mean, there was like um, Eddie Izzard. I mean, she dresses the way she wants to. You know, even before she came out, it was, you know, there weren't women's dresses. They were her dresses. To me, it's not, it's a man's clothes or it's a girl's clothes. They're my clothes. And most of my clothes are, are kind of like 90s emo or they're gaming or the sci-fis. I was always told those clothes are feminine. Mm. So I don't see what my sister sees. I mean, yes, my lips are feminine. My moustache is a ghost. But... Now I don't really see what's so feminine about me. Billy spoke about the importance of education when it comes to trans rights, particularly in online spaces. I think we do need more better education because it's the most of the hate I get is online because I have I use my TikTok platform. With my TikTok, there's a lot of hateful people saying that there's only two genders, there's only two sexes, they conflate the two. Mm. They they contradict themselves because when it comes to like trans women, the turfs or whatever they call themselves, um, they're like um, we're women. We deserve rights. We're not we don't we're not just a baby making machine and a pair of bangs. And then when mm. a trans woman comes along, they'll go and go. You can't be a woman because you can't have kids and all this stuff. So they're literally pushing standards of what the men are pushing onto them, onto trans women. Mm. They're saying that, you know, if, they, if we allow transgenders in the bathroom, then it's going to open the doors to sexual assault. But me- men who commit sexual assault don't really care. They will gladly push open that door. They won't go through the faff of dressing as a woman. In order to rid our society of transphobia, Caitlin believes that more understanding is needed of what it actually means to be a transgender person. I think there's a lot of misconception. I think there's a lot of ignorance and a lot of it stems just from people not understanding what it is to be trans. I think at the base level, a lot of, uh, you know, turfism and, 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 and transphobia is because people just think that we're doing this for some kind of nefarious reason, you know? Like we're someone's kind of threat. At first, when I when I kind of came across all that, you know, I was really angry. But the more sort of, you know, I kind of think about it, I just find it, I find it odd. I find it, I find it strange that that mentality exists. As, as a trans woman, there's no greater expression of, of, of being feminine and and you know being being wanting to be part of the, the the sort of feminine and feminist movement than giving up my masculinity completely going through years and years and years of heartache depression difficulty anxiety pain both mentally and physically spending thousands going through surgery just 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 to somehow be a threat to other women I'm like, I'm your biggest ally. You know, it's like all I want to do is 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 be female, is be a woman, and and I go through all of this sh- shit to 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 do that, to to 
be who you are to live like you and and love like you and express myself like you it makes me very sad i'm getting quite teary just sort of going through this right now because it it does make me it it still doesn't just makes me angry but in a way i'm just like come on you know it's like can't you see what we're going through can't you see the things that we're having to deal with to do this just to be happy with ourselves the fact that you can't see that because you refuse to actually talk to us and listen to our stories and understand why we're having to do this i didn't choose to be trans you know my life would have been a heck of a lot easier <laughs> if i wasn't trans this was something that i had to do to save myself and be happy living my life and the fact that somebody can then turn around and say you're doing this to to potentially hurt other women it really hurts like right in in my heart you know i know that a lot of, a lot of trans women face this like on a daily basis and uh, it it breaks my heart to to hear people think that that's what it is that's what it, it's about as this sort of um turf movement and an anti-trans rhetoric comes sort of grows and grows and grows all it's doing is is resulting in you hurting all of these trans people to their very core um and and causing them more heartache than what's already on them right now um and i think if they could see the damage that they're doing i i i i think it would make a big difference in in how they actually you know see the world and 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 see the trans community i look at the current movement we're coming to the forefront now and 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 making our voices heard which is really really great um because what that even though what that's doing is bringing out all of the 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 terse and the, and the transphobes because they now have to they have to see us they can't ignore us anymore they can't pretend we don't exist what gives me hope is that this is what kind of happened to the to the, to the gay movement in 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 the in the 1960s for mm. example um and even the the um the the black uh rights movement as well it's like it's people finally standing up for themselves and ha- having others have to acknowledge that they exist they went through a lot of hard uh, hard times um uh, but they came through, you know, they, they came through. And whilst I'm not saying the world is, is, is amazing right now for, for people of colour and for, you know, for um, gay and, and, and lesbians and, and bisexual and, and all the other uh, LGBTQ folk, you know, for, for those groups in particular, it, it, you know, obviously life is, is a lot better than it was before those movements happened. And I think it's now our time. It is time now for trans folk to have to go through that same process of picketing, of um, protesting, of making our voices heard, but standing strong and standing resilient and saying, no, we deserve the same rights as everyone else. We deserve to live our lives. We deserve to be recognized for who we are. So it, it's a very trying time for trans people right now, but it's also. This is the this is the time to, that we're going to push forward and, and liberate ourselves. I feel and 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 come out of it 
very happy and 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 make the world a better place for those who who come after us because i feel that that's that's the the most important thing if you had one thing to say to your younger self what would you say live your life for you don't have your life lived for you to to, to not sit on a decision like i say one of my biggest regrets was was not realizing as soon as i did you know i feel i've lost a lot of years of of being able to 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 be me and i feel a lot of that is because i just never took the initiative when i had the opportunity if you feel different if you if you feel like you need to express your gender in a way that you are not currently expressing it then do it one of my favorite quotes that that always kind of sticks with me is that don't change for society change for you and society will adapt and that's something that i always carry with me as 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 a as a monica and something that i i do tell to a lot of people who i speak to who are struggling with their gender identity as well life's too short to live an unhappy life Billy, if you had one thing to say to your younger self, what would you say? You're going to go through hell. You're going to go through a lot of downs. And it's going to seem like you're not going to have a happy ending, but you will. You're going to have something you're told you're never going to have. You're going to have a kid who's going to grow up, unfortunately taller than you. But you're going to find yourself. I hope that you have learned a lot from our two guests this week, Caitlin and Billy. I am so grateful to them both for spending time with me and sharing their stories here with us on the Pink Triangle podcast. As a non-binary person myself, it has been emotional and encouraging to hear their experiences. Join me next time when I speak to Dana, who moved from Spain and now lives in Inverness. And as always, take care.